Hello, it's Clinton, and this is the Where's My Mind podcast. I really don't know how to start this. I think I'm going to work on this in terms of like segments, and I think that's going to be the best way I can talk about this topic today, because today's topic is you are not your thoughts. I heard this saying, you are not your thoughts, in various ways in my lifetime growing up as a kid till now being an adult. When I was a kid, like it used to be passed around as a very slime remark from adults around me. And because as kids or when you're younger, you think life is a certain way. And what I was always told was life is not always the way you think it is as a kid. And to me, that always translated to or whatever you think in your head is not always the reality of like life or it's not always reality in general. And I have some facts today. I have some stories to share. And I hope you leave this episode with questions because I have a lot of questions. I hope it shines light in quote to like certain things in our lives as individuals and humans on this planet how are thoughts generated go and research that by yourself go and find out how your thoughts are generated it's very interesting like it's so interesting that yes it's our thoughts and right now i'm speaking using my brain and everything but i'm not thinking of like the small cells that like working to like put these words in my mouth like help me move my hands because anytime i'm talking just imagine my hands moving because for some reason i feel whenever my hands are moving i feel more confident to talk but that's besides the case but just research how thoughts are generated and it'll be fascinating to you to see oh that's why that is in my head at this certain time that's why I think of this at this certain time. And it, it's so weird. We think we're like, there's some people who like make decisions like on a, like on a whim, or, like immediately they can like take a risk and make those decisions. But like their brains already have like had already experienced something before. It's so weird. I can't explain it, but if you really want to know about talks and your talks, then I'll recommend you dive into how talk the generated to start your exploration of talk. Hello, it's Clinton. Thank you so much Where's my mind? 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 Where are you? My mind. Water talk. It's an idea or opinion produced by thinking or occurring suddenly in the mind. For the longest time, I, I've had a lot of different types of thoughts, like from like anxious thoughts to like thoughts of like confidence to 
thoughts of like negative thoughts to like positive thoughts to thoughts about myself or thoughts about dead people or thoughts about the creator or thoughts about the scientific world or different thoughts in like the whole sphere of my life. I don't know about other people, but when I was a kid, I never really understood this. So I'm going to like give you a brief story. And I said, like, this story was not in my mind this whole week. And I was speaking to someone yesterday and we were talking about our, like, lives as, like, kids and, like, growing up and stuff. And we're talking about being anxious or whatever. I don't think, whatever. And I was speaking about when I was a kid and when I used to go to, like, parties or, like, events with my cousins, like, if there are a lot of people there, my temperature just like rises and like I feel sick and immediately I leave that place, then my temperature goes back to normal. And I never knew why that happened. And it was a big problem for me. And that person also said, oh, when they were a kid, the same, ex exactly the same thing happened to them. And now when they go to like pubs or like bars, it's so weird I'm calling it a pub. But like when they go to like bars, they feel so they they can't go to a bar themselves or they can't eat in a restaurant themselves. Then I said, oh, eating in a restaurant yourself is like social suicide because it's awkward and weird. Like I would not say I've never like not eaten at a restaurant by myself, but I would like if I'm going to eat at a restaurant myself. I have to have my food or walking past a group of people that are around your age and you don't know them. Like a walk, the feel, if you know what this feeling is, walking into like a crowded room and being a late, like being late to like a lecture and everyone is already seated and you walking into that room and it's so silent and like people can hear the door close behind you. Like every single thing that happens in, our brains as humans when those situations happen and we were speaking about that yesterday and it really i knew i was working on this episode yesterday but i did not really like clock it until i said oh you're not your thoughts to the person then first then the person was like oh my problems are like i can't have these problems because people are having worse problems then I said to this person that, oh, like you should never compare your problems to somebody else's problems. Like people who say, oh, celebrities don't have problems or like rich people should not have problems because they have money already. Or somebody who has something you want should not have problems because they already have what you think will make them happy is a very obscure, narrow mindset to have about problems because problems for humans is inherent i think people who have most of their necessities met have the most problems because having not having all of your necessities met necessities being needs in quote really isolates your problems to like a very small set of problem like a problem of someone who's like in a concentration camp or a refugee camp and a problem someone who has like a, a business that is like going through a very tough time. It's like two different problems. And 
the solution to those problems, one is grave and one can be solved in an instant. So we should, I just told the person never to like compare their problems with other people's problems. Like your problems are valid to you as a human. And then we were talking about other stuff about like, like social life on like the planet and social life at the gym, social life at the club, social life at the pubs. I know I've seen, I know I said I've never been to the club. I've truly never been, but like I can understand how people at the club because even if you've never been to a specific place, you can put yourself in the shoes or you have watched I've watched movies and people are in the clubs and I get the emotion or like the feeling people get in clubs. Even if I've never necessarily been into a club, like I can put myself in the shoes of people who frequent the club in a weekly or daily basis, if that makes sense. So I told the person, you're not your thoughts, like chill. Then we spoke about the, it. It was a very interesting topic and I wished that topic was like recorded. So like multiple people would hear it. But I told you last week, I can have shallow topic. I can have shallow conversations with people. That's why if I know I can have like a deep conversation with someone, I try not to talk to those people. You are not your thoughts. I truly hope you understand that statement or this quote in a way that you are not your thought. The fact that you're not your thought means your brain could like spontaneously come up with like a new, like not new, but like a response or like tell you something and immediately like it could change your emotions or it could change your perspective on something or it could change your views and like likeness of something do our thoughts shape us from me as the podcasting person a podcaster explaining this question do our thoughts shape us i will say a hundred percent whatever you think of most of the time is what your brain is going to be consumed with and what your whole reality is not most of the time but like a very good number of time is what most of your reality is going to be centered by in your head like let's say you think of like money a lot or like money or lack thereof it becomes really potent in your reality it comes it becomes really cynical you like notice other people's wealth and wealth disparity i really want to use a word I know this word is not like relating to like what I'm talking about today, but I heard this word like two weeks ago and I was trying to put this word in the podcast for a while, but I could not, but I'm going to use it today. Like you could see the crepent people, <laughs> if you know the meaning of the crepent, then you know what I'm saying. But like, you could see like the crepent people and how they live their lives and you could think, oh, those decrepit people, how will I be? When I'm like the crepent, it's just funny because like whatever you think of, like whatever you ruminate on, like whatever you like think of a lot is why your like brain really focuses on. If you think of your life as an older person, you notice the way older people, the crepent people like live their lives. And yeah, I know the crepent sounds like a very mean word. I know it means like old people, but I know it means old people in a bad way. So I hope nobody ever calls me the crappings when I'm old. We have between 5,000 and 
60,000 thoughts on a daily basis. Most of those thoughts are very minute. Like this podcast episode was a thought before I started recording. Because my morning was meant to be like this. I woke up at four and I was meant to shower, then eat, then go to the gym for two hours, then go to work then come back home and record this episode. While I was getting ready to go to work, a sudden thought came into my brain that I just go back in bed and like record an episode of like the Where's My Mind podcast and you can edit while you're at work. And like the last five hours I've been awake, I've thought of some different things. With social media now, our thoughts are rapidly being influenced and changed radically rather than how humble we used to be in the past of for like older people or when we were younger and we did not have like a lot of information at once in our fingertips i would like to speak about how let's say people from the 1965 had lived their life i'm gonna just say the first few hours of them waking up they wake up let's say the first thing they think of is to shower and brush their teeth get ready for work, then have breakfast, then hurry to catch the bus. If they have kids, think of what their kids are doing for the day. Or if they don't have kids, just go to work in their cars or on a bus or on a train. Before getting to the bus station or getting to the train station or while driving, stop in to get a newspaper and then reading the news around their environment which could, in a way, frame their thought pattern for the day. Or maybe they have a big project at work or at school. And that's like part of their morning thought. It truly will not be as dynamic as our thoughts are now. Because I had never thought of this. I, I think I thought of this in a certain way on the internet. Scrolling TikTok, for example, and seeing a video of someone talking about cologne or outfit ideas for the winter that's coming up and scrolling and seeing a video of someone talking about the new Balenciaga shoes then scrolling again and seeing a video of someone talking about the reason why Kim Kardashian is going to hell and scrolling again and seeing another person speaking about the wealth disparity in certain countries. Just scrolling and like your thought pattern like changing as you scroll or seeing a picture of like your friend on Instagram and then swiping and seeing a picture of somebody who looks really, really good and it's showing half of their body on the internet and scrolling again and seeing like a motivational scripture, not scripture, but like a motivational quote or scrolling if you're like Christian and seeing like a Bible scripture that like really motivates you or like or encourages you for the day. Or if you're like me scrolling on your explore page and seeing new books, you could eventually read it really scatters our thoughts i think some days i have more than 60,000 thoughts with the aid of the internet and the aids of social media apps also yesterday i spoke with this person about social media and how i can't go a week without social media and the person said oh they could not go a day without like this certain app and i said or oh, i can't go a day with i said oh i deleted this app and I had to download it six hours later after it 
after I had not been on the app for like six hours. In a way, we're really close, but really far apart at the same time. I was going to talk about isolation, social isolation, but maybe I'll speak about it next year because this podcast episode is in a series. It's a, it's not in a series, but it's a series of multiple episodes that are coming out in the next few weeks, in the next five weeks. So I'm going to tell you all the episodes. I was going to keep it a secret, but yeah. So it, you are not your thoughts. You are not your, emo- you are not your feelings, stroke emotions. You are not what you have. You're not what you do. Then the last one, and it's the last day of the year, not the last day, but the last podcast of 2023, it's called, Who Are You? And that's the series that I'm like doing. Left unguarded, thoughts can create a myriad of mental, emotional, and physical condition. And left unguarded, our thoughts can make it really difficult to move forward in life, especially after a, a significant loss. What do you think directly influences how we feel? I feel our thoughts as humans directly affect our feelings, our reactivity, our behavior, our influences to like people, our initial approach to someone, our first impressions, our whole lives are prisoned by our thoughts. I'm using a lot of big words today. I don't know why. But like our whole lives are like intermingled with our thoughts that we barely pay attention to. I watched a video the other day and it said everything counts. The media you like you watch, the food you eat, the people you see, the music you listen to, the books you read, the podcasts you listen to, the judgmental thoughts you have in your heads about people, what you see behind someone's back, the clothing you wear. The amount of money you have in your account, the like people you follow on Instagram, social media, Twitter, the like the your first instinct that you like establish when you see an individual, it all counts. And we sometimes never think it does because we are very limbo in our brain activities. We always try and like sit at the back seat and like t- let our brains take the front, like the driver's seat for our lives in a way. And the brain is a very cool organ, but like it needs filtering to be able to truly have a very substantial life. Like an addicted person, someone who's really addicted to, I'm going to use myself. I'm addicted to, okay, I was, I need to stop saying I'm addicted to chocolate. But I was addicted to Twix for multiple months. And it's like, I, I could say, okay, honestly, I, I should stop calling this an addiction because it was one Twix like a day. That to me, to me, that's an addiction. But like, to somebody else, an addiction could be like you have it like every single second of the day. But for me, that was an addiction. And constant, I never constantly thought of Twix. But like if I see a rapper of Twix or I, okay, now I'm, th- I'm making like my example futile. But what I'm trying to say is everything counts. So filtering what you experience in life. Let's say you follow more like if you're Christian and you want to like be live a Christian life, then you follow more Christian people on Instagram rather than following Kim Kardashian, um, Kylie Jenner, or following like people who show half their body on the internet. Do you get what I mean? Or let's say you're really into reading books, following book Instagram people rather than following other people. Or let's say you're really into podcasts. 
Chamberlain podcasters like me, Emma Chamberlain, Stephanie Sue, or that diary of the CEO guy, like different people, especially me, everything blood. counts. So far, I thought being able to clock the thought immediately comes to your head. Like thinking, and I'll get into this because there's like thoughts sometimes you could think, oh, I'm not good enough or like imposter syndrome. That from our inner critic, and that's also in my note. Our thoughts are really rooted in every aspect of our existence. From the moment we could think for ourselves, our existence became desolate. I have heard that word multiple times, and I think I've used that word speaking to myself. Have I checked the meaning of that word? No. Last week, I said I was going to check the meaning of ostracized. I did, and I used the word right. So I'm going to check the meaning of desolate after this podcast episode, but I hope I'm using it in the right context, but I don't know if I'm using it. Honestly, I think reading books and, like, reading articles and, like, my grammar improving every single time I read books and articles, I never check the meaning of those words. I just, like, read it, and sometimes I can't pronounce the words. I get, like, something to help me pronounce the word. But whenever I'm, like, or, like, listening to a podcast and, like, hearing someone say, like, okay, I know this is very gruesome. If you know the meaning of the word, then you know. But, like, the first time I heard mutilated and dismembered, I did not know what it meant. And well, like I think for the last two years of like hearing those words, I had ne- I never knew what it meant until a day it was explained. Then I was like, oh, that's what it means. Okay. The nature of our thought is uncontrollable. Like I know I said a couple minutes ago that you can curate your thought in a way. Like I will never sit and wallow and think of, oh, what is, what, I, I don't know. Like, honestly, the reason why I'm using Kim Kardashian so much in this episode is because my TikTok for you page has been funneled on, like, been pushing the card, like, Kim Kardashian. So I would not, like, wallow and sit in my thoughts and think, oh, what is Kim Kardashian doing today? Is she pooping or is she drinking a green juice? I would never think of that in my like, regular thought. But, like, if I was going to think of something, I have, like, a project I'm working on now. And most of my brain, I think most of my thoughts are geared to that side of my, I hope most of my thoughts are geared to that. It's, I'm, I have several things I'm working on. The first thing I'm working on, let me tell you, the first thing I'm walking, working on is my school project for uni. It's about a church that needs money so i have to like come up with like plans for the church that gain money and write a report on it so that's what i've been thinking of for like the last seven weeks and i've added a new thought to my brain like three weeks ago on like for next year so like there's a podcast series coming out next year in late not late early summer so we'll see how it goes so those have been like the vast pendulum of my thought i've been using a lot of big words in this episode i don't even think i'm gonna release this episode with the words i'm using our thoughts are uncontrollable but like i said you can filter your thoughts you can filter not filter you can filter your thoughts because your thoughts can like pop out of nowhere but, like you can filter what goes in and what you don't know about will never come like when you could have questions about stuff you don't know about but it will never pop up as like an idea it will always it would always pop up as a query for query if you never seek that information if you never seek what your brain is like asking about 
then you don't ever know. Like, if I never seek how to commit, like, okay, that's a very serious example. But, like, if I never seek how to, like, commit to or how to commit, like, robbery, I would never know. But I've never searched that in depth about stuff like that. But, like, I have searched, oh, where is Bella Hadid? It's something like that. Like, do you get what I mean? Like, whatever you're interested in is truly what ruminates in your brain and what you're not so interested in, what you, like, whatever you're interested in it becomes an opinion in your brain and whatever you're not so interested in and becomes like a query in your brain and when you don't actively seek that query you never know information about that query so you could be blissful in that way like when people say ignorance is bliss i asked multiple people last year if ignorance was bliss and some people said yes and some people said no and i stand with the fact that ignorance is bliss because when you don't know something is good stroke good good stroke bad you never really care like me i'm not joking the only car i know that is expensive on the planet is a tesla the other cars as long as you have three no i was gonna say three wheels as long as you have four tire tires that takes you from point a to point b there's no difference to me. Do you get what I mean? But at the same time, I saw someone the other day wearing like these really cool Prada shoes that I had seen on the website. And I looked at my shoes and those shoes were like 2,000 pounds. And I saw my shoes that are like X amount of pounds. I'm not going to say it on the internet. But like that I know about. But like something I don't know about, I will not really be, I'll be blissful about stuff I don't know about. But stuff I do know about will make me more, like it affects me more. Or affect people more, if that makes sense. Let's say you walk into a room and everyone is wearing Caprelli, Boutique Benata, Louis V, um, all these, and you're wearing H&M, and you don't know that they know that you are not wearing like a high, fa like a very big brand. You'll be happy there. You'll be super duper happy. You'll be like, you like, you'll be happy to be there. You'll be happy to be invited. You will not care about what anybody's thinking of. But let's say you, you're going to the same event and you know this person is wearing Louis Vuitton. This person is wearing, um, Loropiana. This person is wearing, um, Ralph Lawrence. This person is wearing, like, the road. <laughs> you are wearing Cause. Cause is like a brand. It's like H&M, whatever. But like, and you're wearing cogs and your outfits are like one item in someone's outfit is your whole outfit. Like the price of like the shoes of someone's outfit is more than your whole outfit. Because at cars, you could get like a whole look for 500 pounds. And at, let's say someone is wearing the row. I checked the row's website to get to try i was like oh i want to start trying to like get designer pieces and try i was like oh let me get like a winter scarf or like a winter like sock i did not check for sock i checked for a scarf and i saw oh a scarf was two thousand pounds and i was like that's more than if we really calculate all the clothes i own it's more than <laughs> it's more than all the clothes i own like that scarf so i was like you see you see what you get what i mean but like filtering your thoughts really helps with uncontrollable thought like if you don't know this it won't affect you as much like people say they don't like donald trump i don't know anything about donald trump so it will never affect me like there's a lady in the uk her name is surabalem baverman i don't know her name i don't know anything about her 
But I know people don't like her. And I saw videos of her on the internet on TikTok. And for the longest time, I just thought she was like a funny person in the UK. And I found out like this week that people did not truly like her. And like she got sacked and blah, blah, blah. And it did not really affect me as much as it really like as much as people were like really thinking about it. Like after I saw the news, I was like, okay, next. Now, this is a question. This question is also available on Spotify if you're listening on Spotify. But what would your opinion be on things or like events or like the planet if you were not told stuff were good or bad as kids? Let's say nobody gave you an opinion about anything. You never watched a show about anything. You never knew stealing was bad. You never knew lying was bad. You never knew what else is bad. Like fornicating was bad. You never knew adultery was bad. You never knew, like, setting someone on fire was bad. You never knew gossiping was bad. You never knew saying hello to a stranger was good. You never knew dressing appropriately was good. You never knew giving compliments to people was good. You never knew brushing your teeth in the morning was good. But you never knew it was good. You never knew showering twice a day or once a day was good. What else? There are a lot of things that are bad and good. What do you think your thoughts would or your moral compass would be? Do you think your moral compass would be different from the one you have right now? Like me, I would never, like, and I say never, like, I have an episode coming next year that's called Never Say Never. And I don't know why I'm saying these episodes are coming out. I don't know if they are really coming out. But <laughs> I I say never say never to myself all the time. Because you don't know what could happen in a second from now. Or what could happen in a full in a few moments. Like I said in one episode that oh, I'm never going to a concert again. And next year I'm going to a concert. I bought tickets already. So it's like stuff like that. So I'm never going to say never. But um. You don't know what, like, your thoughts would be if you did not have, like, a curation of, like, good and bad ideals in life. Ideals is in quote Because some stuff that people say is bad. I mean, when we really look at it, is it that bad? I was speaking to someone, like, yesterday. This conversation that I had with somebody yesterday is, like, the bane of all the examples. I'm going to give today and I was speaking about when I was a kid I lied not lied but like I like people asked me oh why do you live with your auntie why don't you live with your parents and I was like oh my parents are on like a trip because I could not tell people my parents were divorced but I told my like people oh my parents are on like a trip and that's like, <laughs> so I was like I was an avid liar and back then because like divorce in a way was very looked down upon like the way like you saying you have like a transgender family member is like very weird now it's the same with like how divorce was when i was a kid our like supposed ideals as we grow up in life really frames a lot of things we think is bad and good for example i like i think i'm the an, i'm anomaly because i don't think everything i was thought as a kid is what I take now in my lifetime. But when I was a kid, like, we took Christmas so seriously. And I think I took Christmas so seriously for, like, the last 
20 years. And this year, I don't like Christmas. I think Christmas is a big way for capitalism to win. And at the same time, I like capitalism. But when I'm not benefiting from capitalism, I don't think it should be <laughs> appropriate things. You know what I mean? Like, and Edinburgh now, like, everyone's, like, putting up, like, their trees. And I'm like, what the hell is this? Because this is just a bigger way to, like, waste a lot of money. And it started from, like, the episode I did, like, once with just needs, the week when people were, like, throwing fireworks. And I thought of it, and I thought of people buying fireworks and burning. Like, buying fireworks is the same as burning money because you're buying it to see fire on the air. If I had the brain power and smarts and time and money and resources and wealth, I would become a neuroscientist or a psychologist. But I'm not doing that for my life yet. Maybe when I turn 50, then I'll become a neuroscientist or a psychologist. Let's move into our inner critic and like talk about our inner qu critic. Because you not being your thought doesn't mean every single thing you think of is like a bad thing. Or like every single thing you think of, it's like not from you. It's always from your inner critic. No, that that don't think that way. That's very dumb. That's a very one-sided way to think of stuff. There's some stuff that you gener like you generate yourself. And there's some stuff that like, pops out from nowhere. Sometimes positive thoughts can like pop out from your like head from like nowhere. And sometimes negative thoughts can pop out from nowhere. The positive thought stays not as long as the negative thought. Like, let's see. You walk into a party, like for like no, I'm not going. Let's. I should stop saying walk into a party because I've never walked into like a, an adult party. But let's say you're at the gym, and you know you sweat a lot. I sweat a lot, and when you sweat, your peewee area smells for some odd reason, and you think every single person can smell it, even if you're the only person you know can smell it. But like your brain tells you. So our inner critic is an inner voice that self-talk and often manifests as a harsh and judgmental commentator in our thought and actions and ability. It's a part of our psyche that tends to critically sabotage our every move. Our inner critic is signif can significantly influence our self-esteem, self-confidence, and overall well-being. The inner critic is a subsection of our thought that we're not aware of in many sense, from its level of perfectionism to negative talk. It originates from childhood. It's a very distinct polarizer of our fear of like failure. If you pay the 50 pounds, I'm being aggressive now, but like if you pay the 50 pounds and listen to my episode on fear of failure, I really spoke about my inner critic. But then I didn't know it was called an inner critic. But I spoke about how my brain or myself inside me really pursues perfectionism, but uses negative talk to pursue it. And it started from when I was a kid and I, something happened and that's when my fear of like failure 
really kicked in from comparing yourself to other people and the impact to your mental health. Our inner critic is a very challenging part of our thought. The understanding and managing of our inner critic is essential and can foster mental health well-being and building self-preservation and positive self-image. Automatic thoughts. Automatic thoughts are spontaneous, rapid, and subconscious thoughts that often respond to situation, events, and assimilation in life. These thoughts are automatic and they stem from our past and our past response to something. Let's say someone calls you, I can't swear in this podcast, but let's say someone says, oh, you look good today. Like you never really, me, I think of what people say to me, but like, let's say like a normal person, a random person, someone says, oh, you look good today or you smell really nice. Like if someone says you look good or you smell really nice, the first thing that comes to my head is, oh, was I stinky yesterday or did I not dress well yesterday? But the automatic like response or the automatic thought that comes to like regular people's heads is you look good today. Thank you. Or you smell good. Thank you. Like it's an appreciation for the compliments you receive from people. But as a person who was bullied, you don't think everything someone is saying is like truthful. So you have to always analyze it. Automatic thoughts are rapid and effortless. It comes out of like a sense of background information. You can't have automatic thoughts from like a new information. Like if I tell you about, unless you're like, like vast in this topic, but if I tell you about, I don't know why I know that many people might not know. Yeah. Autocaria. I suffer from autocaria. It's like a skin disease. If I tell you about autocaria, you don't know anything about autocaria. So your brain would not automatically, your brain would not automatically think of hive. Your brain would think of something else or think it's like a very weird disease. Automatic thoughts really needs or stand on the backstory of any situation. Let's say, for example, you walk on the street and you see someone that is really good looking. Your automatic thoughts or your brain will automatically think, oh, that person is really good looking. Then me trying to find them on Instagram, even if I don't know their name or where they are from. Then you search Edinburgh. Let's say you live in Edinburgh and you search Edinburgh. Then you funnel like every single thing from Edinburgh until you find that person. Then you follow the person and maybe you start talking to the person. And I know that is highly unlikely because that would be stalker sh But like... <laughs> But like something like that. Automatic thoughts also influences emotions. If someone tells you, oh, you look good today or, oh, your outfit's really good or, oh, you smell nice or happy birthday, you are happy. That's like the automatic response. And it's like your automatic thought influences your emotions. You never really think of why you're happy about that compliment. And the same way, if someone tells you, you smell, you look ratchet. <laughs> oh my God. Your hair is out of place. Um, you're dressed very decrepit. You look diabolical. You need help. All those, like, context puts your brain automatically in, like, a very disgraceful, sad, like, emotion. And in the same way, if someone stares at you, you could feel really insecure. 
or feel really anxious. It really depends on your past experiences. That's how your automatic thought works. Connecting your core beliefs. Like I said this before, your automatic thoughts really works on what you were raised with or your core principles or your moral compass in life. Let's say your moral compass in life at or growing up was, for me, I'll use myself as an example, was to go to church on Sunday, um, be respectful to adults, don't fight, don't bully people, don't insult adults or people who are older than you. I don't, I don't obey all of them anymore. Like, especially insulting adults. I insult adults now. But, um, like, stuff like that. Like, don't talk back at people. I feel you should, if somebody's seen something you don't agree with, tell them you disagree with whatever they're saying. But stuff like that. And I'm not saying you should tell them and, like, scream. But, like, calm, calmly tell them and, like, explain your thought process. Let's move on. I can't, my brain is not working anymore. I feel sick. Remaining mindful and aware of your environment can truly perspirate your thought. Like I said, filtering what goes in, because you can't filter what comes out, but you can filter what goes in. And by filtering what goes in, the results of what comes out is truly gratified. Being aware of like your mood and knowing how to disband it is also good. Remember, your thoughts impact your behavior that was a cool episode the episode is over where's my mind exists on tiktok instagram and twitter every social has a link on the description the visual part of this podcast is available on youtube for more episodes subscribe is a link in the description to lead you to the subscription tab it's 50 pounds. Thank you so much for listening to the Wise on Main podcast.